Educational Podcasting Today, the show that not only celebrates educational podcasters, but helps you learn how to create one yourself. Hello, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to Episode 1. I'm excited that you've decided to listen to the show today. This is the first episode of what will become a library of audio, video, and written content designed to help you create podcasts and design an awesome website for them using WordPress. There are several great ways to learn more about our show. All of our shows for this series will be distributed on iTunes, Stitcher, and on your favorite podcasting app as an audio podcast. Additionally, I've decided to release all of our interviews on YouTube as shorter segments for you to watch at your home or classroom. In addition to this podcast, I will be writing blog posts on the topics of podcasting and WordPress development to help you craft your show exactly the way you want it. And it will also be releasing screencasts and product demonstrations of my favorite podcasting and WordPress tips and tricks. One of my goals and missions for this show is to feature educational podcasters and educational podcasting. If you are an established podcaster and have a show of your own, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at TeacherCast or by leaving a voicemail at www.teachercast.net slash voicemail. I would love to have you on the show to feature your podcast and share your personal tips and tricks about podcasting. If you're new to podcasting and have questions about how to get your own show set up, I would love to hear from you as well. The best way to contact the show is by emailing feedback at teachercast.net. I can't wait to help you out and share your podcasts on the show. This week's feature podcast is a relatively new show to educational podcasting scene created by an educator from New York called Learning Lab Radio. Each week, host Jasper Fox Sr. puts out a very cleanly produced show, generally around 10 to 15 minutes long, featuring interviews with educators across the country. I've been able to witness firsthand the development of Jasper Fox Sr. as a podcaster and as a podcast producer, and I must say his shows have become top-notch. Check out his show on iTunes today or visit www.learninglabradio.com for more information about his show. Our interview segment this week revolves around a very special day for podcasters happening on September 20th, 2015. I was thrilled to meet and have on the show David and Steve Lee from Netcast Studios to share their love of podcasting and talk about International Podcasting Day. Last year on National Podcasting Day, podcast creators and listeners celebrated the art and craft of podcasting. This year, I am definitely going to be celebrating International Podcasting Day with my students and my PLN. Also during the interview, we discuss ways that you, as a classroom teacher, can podcast not only for little money, but absolutely for free. I would like to thank David and Steve for joining me on the program. Here's my interview with the guys from Netcast Studios. My first guests today are David Lee and Steve Lee from International Podcast Day. Dave and Steve, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing well, Jeffrey. Thanks for the invites. Appreciate it. Doing wonderful, and this is going to be so much fun. I really appreciate the offer to come on. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to learn so much about International Podcast Day. It's coming up this year on September 30th, isn't it? Yep. International Podcast Day is an annual event. We held our first uh, podcast day last year, 2014, so we're already in, in the planning stages for, for this next coming year. And International Podcast Day was something that was sort of a brainchild of Steve. Steve and I have been podcasting since 2007. Um, if you head over to netcaststudio.com, um, that is the network that Steve runs and that I co-host on. And, and we've been doing a tech show called The Waves of Tech since 2007. And one day, and Steve, Steve can elaborate on the story as well, he was driving around and heard a 
a, a radio advertisement for, say, National Pancake Day or National, you know, whatever that day is. And he goes, you know, we need a day where internationally we can come together and celebrate all things podcasting. Celebrate it as a listener, celebrate it as a content creator, and that's exactly what Steve did. And so we formulated the idea. He's the founder, I'm the co-founder behind International Podcast Day, and it's a day dedicated just for that, for everybody to come together to celebrate all things podcasting, to promote shows, to provide ratings, to to host different meetups nationwide and also internationally. And that's, like I said, we're in the planning stages for, for the second uh, podcast day events, uh, it's, it's a it's a fantastic cause, and we encourage everybody to check out internationalpodcastday.com. And what kind of things can I do as a podcaster for International Podcast Day? You know, really, the way we've kind of done it is kind of open structure, and it's really up to you. Although we have provided uh, some idea and thought behind it, uh, what we're really looking for is people to be uh, creative each year into how they're doing promotion and how they're discussing uh, various issues and topics, but the real important thing is to really get out there to communities that have never heard of podcasting and get them involved. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, in, in our in our um, internationalpodcastday.com, our website, we have a you know a series of suggestions. But ultimately, what we say is, it's really up to you. We just want you, as a listener of a show, of a podcaster or a show, to introduce someone new. You, we want to start the conversation. Is kind of our tagline in 2014. You can grab your mic and camera and ask somebody about um, what's their favorite podcast. Um, you can share that response on your social media. We hosted a, n a number of events last year. I know um, a number of our podcasting buddies held events, uh, started new shows also on podcast day. We provide free um, banner images for the website to promote it. We we had a number of our, our friends and colleagues change their their social media images to support International Podcast Day. Uh, there's there's just really a host of different things that you can do. Uh, subscribe to a new show, talk about it uh, using hashtag Podcast Day. And, you know, we also encourage if you're not a podcaster, why don't you become a podcaster? So really, Jeff, we have left it open-ended as far as how is how do you want to celebrate it. We just ask that you build the Podcast Day community um, and make podcasting the focus. And that seems so easy to do. I mean, really, any day of the year can be podcasting day because it is so easy these days to listen to and to subscribe to some podcasts. I think it's fantastic right now that every single iOS device out there has the ability to listen and create podcasts. Um, let me ask you, what's your favorite uh, podcast uh, player out there on your phone? I'm using, actually, the uh, iOS podcasting app. Yeah, I'm using the same thing. I'm using the native iOS podcasting app. It, it what's it what it's what works for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, a, a Amazon Kindle Fire that I also have the Podcast Addict app, and I, I use it sparingly, but I, I do use it. But typically, I always have my, I always have my iPhone uh, with me in my pocket. So, um, but I've heard great positive things. We we all of our shows and and what we do is on Stitcher, and there's you know and. You know, there's so many different apps out there, but um, I prefer the native podcast app. I, I notice for me, it's super user friendly and it's and it's easily accessible. It's right on my phone. I I completely agree with you. I mean, I love the fact that everything syncs up. It is so easy to subscribe to shows. I do all my subscribing on my computer on iTunes, and then all I have to do is pick up my phone or my iPad, and everything is there. Everything downloads. Everything syncs. And if you're out there listening, you know. All you have to do is just basically what? Look at your phone. If you're running iOS 8, you have that podcasting app on there, don't you? Yeah, you, you do. And one of the things that 
I did as part of uh, podcast day is that I would ask somebody, hey, what's what podcast are you listening to? They say, hey, what is a podcast? And I say, do you have a iPhone? Yeah, I sure do. Okay, let me. And, and they graciously give me their phone. I bring up the podcasting app. It's native, of course. It's easy to find. And say, what are you interested in? Are you interested in soccer? Are you interested in some sort of sports? Um, is it is it comedy? Is it education? Is it news? Politics? Religion? Science? Culture? Whatever it is. And I just search and I say, hey, if you're interested in this, subscribe. Boom. And it's really that easy. And I think that's what the beauty of podcasting. One of the things we try to encourage with Podcast Day is listening to podcast is super easy. And by promoting it and saying that it is a on-demand, you can pause it. You're not going to miss anything. If you miss a, uh, if you forget to DVR a show, you're not getting it until you know maybe the next season. And if you turn off the radio, say to go inside to fill up some gas at the gas station, you're going to miss the interview you're going on with your favorite sports player. With podcasting, none of that is is a as a reality. You have complete control, and I think that's one of the huge things we we try and. Um, press while while uh, promoting the the podcast industry i just love the fact that there are industries out there that are now copying podcasts i mean let's take take netflix for instance recently they just dropped their season three of house of cards all 13 episodes there's a lot of podcasters out there right now that are taking five or six or seven shows and basically dumping them all at once so you can binge watch a, vi- a video podcast, or you can find a show that you want, and in a matter of a weekend, you can listen to 20 or 30 episodes. It is really, really easy to become a podcast listener. One of the torches I think we're going to pick up for this year for International Podcast Day is to really uh, get the word out there and to get Google involved to have some kind of native application for its Android devices. Uh, that's one area that I think Android users really suffering as they have no native way. And if they see it on their phone, well, then they're going to subscribe to podcasts. If they've never known what a podcast is, they don't know to go get an app to listen to them. So it's really important that Google really picks up their pace and and really comes up with something native for podcasting. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because you're mentioning Google. There's a lot of teachers out there that are in Google schools using Google Apps for Education. Let's say that I was a teacher and I was teaching in a room filled with Chromebooks. What are some of the ways that I can listen to a podcast on my Chromebook using native desktop browsers or Chrome browsers? Well, certainly the most non preferential way is of course going to the website but you know of, of whatever the podcast is but that's part of the issue you know is discovery and one of the other things that we've done to help that discovery uh, discrepancy that you're talking about we've also uh, launched two thumbs up media.com which is a podcast directory service to uh, look up various uh, sites and information but you know a, a Chromebook makes it real difficult without apps doesn't it it certainly does. Um, you know, the creation of podcasts is also something that teachers are looking into. What advice would you guys give educators out there who are saying, look, maybe for Educational Podcasting Day, I want my kids to create some kind of media and put it out. What, what do you guys suggest for, for even for students to use? What, in terms of the recording, in terms of getting it initialized? Uh, in terms of recording. You know, it's a good question because uh, they can do it from such a, a, a basic level. Although with Chromebook, it right, it might be a little difficult. Uh, however, there's so much free stuff out there today. You know, when we started in 07, uh, it wasn't the most sim- simplest of, of things to uh, really get a podcast going. 
but certainly they could use Audacity and a USB headset or an ATR2100 microphone. Total cost of everything, what, $50, $60? And record it and then learn how to, you know, do their post-processing and launch it. Uh, you know, I think those steps could be very simplistic and they should probably be documented. I, I think there's a lot of teachers that are out there right now that are looking for ways to get into this or learn how to create video media. I know whenever people ask me, I, I've had a couple of questions of, you know, I have an iPad cart. How do I podcast? Or I have a, I have a MacBook Airs or I have iMacs. How do I get into podcasting? And, and, and the microphone you just mentioned is an absolute fabulous one. And I think we'll put it on the show notes here. Um, I usually tell people to go out and get either something like an AT2005, which is the mic that I'm using here, or also get an iRig mic. I think the iRig mics are fantastic. And you can plug those directly into an iPad or a phone or an iPod. And I think the iRig mics are 30 bucks, 40 bucks, depending on where you find them, maybe even less at Amazon. But it's you can easily get it. For my mobile setup, I use my iPhone with the camera connection kit uh, with the ATR2100 plugged into it and then use, um, oh, what's the iOS app that records? Bostock? Yeah, Bostock. Bostock is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th I think the big thing, if, if you're going to start podcasting, I remember – Steve and I, we I used to have an old headset. You know, I, it was a Microsoft brand. I can't even remember what the name of it was, and it, it was USB right to here, and and it worked. You know, but I've also seen podcasters the first thing out of the gate, they're they're they're, you know, they're slapping out four or five hundred dollars for the microphone. You don't necessarily need the top end things to get going in your podcast. You need content. You need a creative spirit. You need to be comfortable behind the mic, and you have to be comfortable enough with yourself to get behind there. And as long as you have the equipment, like you have, you have the mic and you have the recording um, programs in order, and, and you've done your homework in, in, in building your website and different things like that, I think that's what you need to get started is just that basic entry-level podcasting kit to, to kind of spring-load you into, okay, now that I have the systems in place, how do I work on developing, my, developing the content? How much prep do I need to put in? How much post-show editing do I need to do? So just on the surface, I think a lot of us can get started really early, but in order to improve that over time, you know, that, that's obviously going to take a little bit more time, a little bit more resource, some dedication, absolutely working with you, Jeff, to, to get the insights on how to build the website properly, um, you know, a, a variety of things like that that are like the infrastructure background related things that all podcasters need, but that going into it, you don't necessarily think you 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 need up front, but you do. So, um, you know, you, in order to keep it going too, I mean, we've been podcasting since 2007, and it's hard to maintain. We've been doing it for eight years, you know, but every week there, there's something new to talk about in tech for us. And in, in every week there's something new to talk about podcasting. And I'm sure it's the same way with education because on our tech show about, I don't know, every fifth or sixth show, we're talking about something educationally related with technology. So with that dynamic industry, I know that there's going to be topics out there in the educational uh, in, 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 and in ed tech that are, are going to need to be talked about. And I, I think it's a, it's a perfect avenue that, you, that you're going down here. And that's absolutely why we started the show here. You know, there's a lot of people that are saying, well, where do I find these things? How do I find these things? And, you know, we put together a website here. Let me see if I can bring it up here. But it's, you know, essentially it's shop.teachercast.net. It's my little Amazon store here. But literally on here, I have links to every single piece of equipment that I have 
And I recommend from my microphones to my mixers to iPads to you name it, um, there are a ton of stuff here. Everything that you use goes directly to Amazon, so that way that's where your transaction goes. But it's over at shop.teachercast.net. And, you know, if you're, if, again, the, the questions always come into me, and I'm sure you guys get this too. Can a classroom podcast for free? And my answer is usually, sure you can, but for 50 bucks, you can have a lot of good stuff, right? No, that, that's – yeah, I'll let you take this, Steve. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect answer, and that was the same thing I would say. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, and I think we're all in agreement with that is absolutely you can do anything for free. Uh, but you, re- you really want some quality because you know, you're, you're teaching, right? And so you want the presentation and the absorption from the students or the teachers uh, that they might be talking to to be well-received and not something that they're going to pull out their earbuds and throw away. So you got to do that. I think the other part of this is also um, not necessarily to get too wrapped up about the tech because the tech has become so much simpler nowadays, but it's also to understand, and if we're talking about students, it's the whys and the process and the hows. And I think it's really important that they understand those details and the flows of how you get from point A to point B for an educational process. Yeah, it can, it can it can be very frustrating when you get absorbed and sucked into and and scared in essence about the tech behind it. You know, and I know and I know plenty of podcasters and and if any podcaster is honest, over time they've learned how to have have a better workflow. They've learned which equipment's working, which mixer to use. Okay, I I want to abandon that. I want to move something else. And so it's 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 just in essence like in the classroom I see it is you know you you have these steps you have to learn this before you can move to the next step and then you you continue to build that foundation and that that's one of the big things that we can say as as podcasters and in understanding our workflow and what equipment works what doesn't which programs you're comfortable with don't be afraid to mix it up but also don't be afraid to go back to what you're doing if it's working for you find your workflow that that's going to uh, you know, produce a, a quality product at the end of the day for you. Something you're comfortable doing. And, and that's such good advice because can you podcast for free? Yes. I know people that started off on WordPress.com or some free site. They took their audio file. They put it up in Google Drive, put it all together. And yes, they had a free website with all of this stuff. And then because they wanted to really expand, they had to completely scrap their website, start somewhere else, completely find audio hosting. And I know with myself, I mean, we've done over 500 episodes or so here on TeacherCast, and it is constantly evolving from audio to video. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here looking at this. Like, this is sitting here. This was my first mixer that I used, the Behringer 802. And Very nice. I'm sitting here on the floor is the 1202, which is a little bit bigger for four mics. And I gave that one away. And I am actually sitting here next to the what is this called? The 1802, which has 16 or 30, 16 channels. And so you're constantly evolving here. Now, not saying that a classroom teacher has to go out and get that for their kids. Right. Again, simple technology, simple microphones. You don't need to go through all those details, but if you are a teacher out there that's looking for some good equipment, something like you know a Behringer 802 or a 1202 really can get it good. I know I always recommend the iRig mics, or if you're looking for something more stable for the classroom, um, I usually recommend either the the Blue Yeti mics or the Snowball mics. And I like the Snowball mics because they're 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 lightweight, they're portable. 
I've seen classrooms. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I've seen classrooms where they've had the snowball mics hung upside down in the ceiling and everything was mm-hmm. wired outside. So that way all the teacher had to do was go on and flip a switch on the computer and everybody in the room was able to be picked up by the audio mic. You know, one I like thing that. I, I think I bring to light too is the extreme. And I'll use us as an example. Over time, uh, you know, we've continued to build the studio up in what we're doing. So, you know, we have a $1,000, you know, PreSonus mixer. We have Dolby processors and high-def cameras, although I'm not on them now. But we have a lot, a lot of equipment. And does that necessarily make our podcast better? No, it doesn't. It gives me more options, and I've been able to do a lot of different things, but it necessarily doesn't make it better, and that's where it relates to you can still do it on a budget, uh, but more importantly, on that budget is the content, which is of most value. And let's wrap up with that conversation right there. The content that we're talking about, whether you are an educator at your house and you want to make a podcast or if you're at your school, it really does come down to what are people listening to? The idea of taking your 30 kids and creating something out of it. I'll give you a good example here. I teach a course in rock and roll history. And the last project, our final project, they give them like a month to do. And they have iPads. They have Chromebooks. They have their iMacs. And their job is to make me a 10-minute podcast based off of a decade of the year. So we usually break off into like five groups. We have... Um, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then, you know, today's music. Every group gets a decade. And that's the only directions that I give them. They need to make a 10-minute podcast of, you know, the sports, the, the music, the news, the politics, the athlete, everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. And I just let them have all the free reign to create some amazing content. And these kids come out and they produce really good stuff. Now, I help them learn about audio and we learn about editing mm-hmm. and GarageBand and stuff. But when you give the kids the freedom to do amazing things, amazing things come out of the kids. That's true. And, and I can relate to that as a podcaster, whether whether I'm about to turn 34 years old unless we're, or, or we're talking about a school kid. When you have that passion, when, you, when you're intrigued and you're interested in what you're talking about, whether it's the 80s, 90s, now, whatever genre of music it is, for us it's all about tech. We talk about tech every week on our show. And as we begin to launch the International Podcast Day show, we're going to be talking about podcasting every week as well. So that passion is inside of you. It's about portraying that. It's It's about being comfortable. It's about being prepared. It's about knowing your audience and engaging with that audience. And it sounds like with what you've experienced with your kids... Uh, that is, in essence, contagious. It's contagious for me just sitting here listening to how powerful of a story that is. And I think educators and teachers can also pull. You know, my my girlfriend is is a fifth grade teacher. I know she's inspired daily by her kids um, from from their achievements and what they've been able to accomplish year after year. And to see them, you know, now in high school and junior high and things like that, that's inspirational. And I and I, and I get a lot of good feeling from that. And so I, I think us as podcasters can learn a lot looking outside. When you see a 10, 12, uh, 14-year-old um, boy or girl doing podcasting and really enjoying it, embracing it, that that's a good sign of, of good things to come for, for not only the educational system but also podcasting as a whole. You know, we go through an entire semester together with this course, and at the end of the year I spring this podcasting thing on them, and immediately they go, oh, that's a lot of work. But yeah. there's something <laughs> that happens to these kids during that process. They start to smile. And then they start to have fun. And then they start to enjoy themselves. 
and then they start to edit music, which is different. That, that's where the hard part comes back in. Mm-hmm. But the actual act of trying things out and doing a skit and doing a voiceover and having fun and, and being able to take the iPads out in the hallway and do silly things with them to create this content, you're right. That's your word. It's contagious. The mm-hmm. kids have a good time and they feed off of each other. And then because it's so easy to share music and share videos and put it up on Google Drive and stuff, you know, to share with them what the previous class did and say, look, I want you to go one better. Technology has improved so you guys can make a better project than this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's pretty amazing. It really, really is. And if you're an educator out there and if you're making a podcast, absolutely, you know, just go for it. Reach out to us if you need to over here on the TeacherCast network. You can find me at feedback at teachercast.net or out on Twitter at TeacherCast. I'd love to help you. I'd love to be able to share some of these great tips and tricks with you guys. Before I let you go, I have a website here that I'm pulling up here that I really want to have you guys talk to me about. I believe it's called Netcast Studio. Could you guys talk to us a little bit about what this is? Wow. Um, I wasn't expecting this, but thank you very much. When Dave and I first began, it was also with one of my other sons. We just had a website, Waves of Tech, and we only had one show. And as we became more and more popular... Uh, I was being approached by a lot of different uh, podcasters. How can I get involved with what you guys are doing? So we started developing this network, and now we have approximately uh, 10 total shows, and we have a lot of fun through tech, history, sports, women's issues, all kinds of things. Uh, please check it out, netcastio.com. Thank you for bringing that up. And and let's say that somebody was in their car tomorrow and they were driving and they were looking for a great Netcast Studio podcast. Where would you suggest them find it? Well, there's many, many, many ways. Uh, certainly, number one, uh, you, if you're on Android or iOS, you can download our app. It's called Netcast Studio. Otherwise, you can certainly use the embedded podcast app on the iOS device and just you know search for Netcast to you or search for any of our independent shows, Ways of Tech, Busy Ladies, Tech of Sports, and on and on and on. Uh, and certainly there's also Stitcher. What do you guys think of Stitcher? I'm just curious. As a, as a podcaster or as a, as a content producer, is that are there a lot of people that are on Stitcher these days? You know, I get some stats from Stitcher. Uh, they're not the greatest over at Stitcher. Uh, for me, I, I don't use it, but I t- attempt to have our shows wherever they can be. Mm-hmm. My my only thing that I just don't like is they lower the um, the bit quality of your podcast, mm-hmm. and they just don't sound as good. But they yeah, do I think purposes. Yeah, I think from a podcaster, from a, a content creator, I you you hear a lot of that. Okay, they they've messed with the audio, they've lowered the bit rate, they've they've done some of these things, so it's not truly the product that you want to present. But from a consumer standpoint, I know Stitcher is off the charts. People use it because, as we talked about on one of our most recent podcasts, 42% of the smartphone industry has Android-based operating systems. So there's potentially 53% of podcast listeners that are using something like Pocket, Pocket Cast or Overcast or Stitcher as their platform to get it. So it's a medium in which you can garnish a lot of stats and a lot of listeners and you can get more exposure but I know on on the on the content producer side we're, we're a bit hesitant we're not necessarily always pleased with the with the product at the end of the rainbow you know per se so um, again I don't use it because I use the native 
uh, podcasting app on iOS, but I do know several people that utilize Stitcher as a means of subscribing and searching for podcasts. So I think it's that middle ground. It's good for consumers. It's it's decent for the podcast producers um, w- with those few exceptions that I mentioned. If there was one platform, let's say you are a teacher and you maybe were running the media club or you were in charge of creating the podcast for your high school, what's and, and iTunes is not going to be one of your answers. What's the one place that you could try to publish that was easy, that was safe, that was that, that good introduction? And again, you can't use iTunes. I'm going to take the take the obvious one out of the out of the equation. Well, first of all, I think uh, what you're doing should get together with the if you have computer science courses at your high school and have them create an app for your podcast that you're developing. I think that might be a lot kind of cool and and inter- integrate the tool. Uh, probably the easiest. Well, you know, I guess it depends where you're hosting your media. If you're losing Libsyn or Blueberry, whatever, you can use just upload it and use their feed and their post if you like. Sounds pretty easy. If you are out there listening and you're an educator, definitely check them out. I want to bring up your website one more time here. Educational podcast. Sorry, that's my website. (laughs) Internationalpodcastday.com, September 30th. If you're an educator out there, please take a moment and and do something special on that day. Listen to a podcast. Introduce your podcast. Uh, One more time, guys. Where can we find more information out on social media about International Podcast Day? You can find our uh, Facebook page. Just search for International Podcast Day. You can also find we have uh, we're on Google Plus. You can add us there, and also on Twitter, it is I N T L Podcast Day. I N T L Podcast Day. And don't forget if you're if you're talking to us or if you want to have a conversation, you can always tag us. I, I'm I'm the I'm managing that site, so I'm very active. I'm always on there. But also, don't forget to use hashtag podcast day. That is the um, – this last year I didn't mention, but for 14 hours we were trending on Twitter um, using that hashtag podcast day and hashtag international podcast day. So um, if you're going to conversate with us, make sure you tag us. Love to see that and also use that hashtag. Dave, Steve, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, good luck with International Podcasting Day. I know I'm going to be excited about it, and I know I'm going to be helping out. And if you're out there listening, you guys can too. We'll be right back from our new show, educationalpodcasting.today. Once again, I'd like to take a moment to thank David and Steve for coming on, and please take a moment to visit them on netcaststudios.com and follow them on INTL Podcast Day on Twitter. Next week, we have another great episode for you, and we look forward to having you back with us for our second podcasting episode. We had the privilege of sitting down with Steve Stewart, the new editor of the amazing Pottertainment magazine. Join Steve and me next week as we discuss podcasting on Windows machines using the free application Audacity. Lastly, I'd like to remind you to contact me if you're a podcaster and would like to be featured on our program, or perhaps you're new to podcasting and have some questions about podcasting or setting up your WordPress website. Don't forget, the Tech Educator Podcast broadcasts live each and every week on TeacherCast TV at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And all of our podcasts on the show can be found on TeacherCast.net. There's, of course, many ways that you can connect with us here over at TeacherCast. You can leave a voicemail at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. And, of course, subscribe to our many audio and video channels over at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. 
Thank you for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional development network, and I hope that you take a moment to share TeacherCast with your PLN. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for taking the time to make TeacherCast your home for your professional development. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple, and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com, and let's start the conversation.